Well, that certainly is a different way to look at it, but we'll talk about that today on Bible Time. It's time for Bible Time on Uplifting and Empowering Fulcrum Radio. Now here's Phil with our latest Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Today, I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, some of you are saying, oh, I know what that is. Some of you are saying, oh, okay, what's that? Well, I can almost guarantee you that if you have ever been to a wedding, you have probably heard these verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Okay, that is a very tall order, isn't it? You know, I've heard before, and I I like to do this every once in a while. I say, everywhere in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, where you see the word love, put your name in there. Can you say, Phil is patient, Phil is kind? Um, Well, I try to be, but I'm not always, right? And I'm sure that you would probably say the same thing. But what is Paul talking about here? He's not talking about you. He's not talking about me. He's talking about love. Who's love? That's the catch. You know, this is often used at a wedding when two people are in love. And if it proved to be true all the way through a marriage, there would be no divorce. But here's the problem. We relate that to human interaction, human relationships, human love. We say, yes, your love is patient, love is kind. But the problem is, this is talking about God's love for us. It is not necessarily talking about the way we understand love. And that is an issue because we as human beings, we put conditions on just about everything. Okay, you two people get married, they fall in love, there's a reason. Person, The male person says, hey, she makes me feel great. She really, I love the way she, you know, she makes me feel, she makes me complete, she, she's fun to be around. And the female says, hey, he's fantastic. He does all this for me. It's exactly the type of person I've been looking for. They fall in love. They get married. And then they keep those conditions. And five, six, seven years down the road, 10, 15 years down the road, these conditions are not being met anymore. You know, he doesn't do the things that he used to do. He doesn't make me feel the way he used to make me feel. She just doesn't seem to be the same person that I married. And then... They add these conditions and they forget about love. And a lot of times it ends in divorce, unfortunately. Well, when we look at love in the way God looks at love, just as God always is. He said in Exodus chapter 3, I am who I am. Tell them, the Israelites, that I am sent you. God's love always is. God's love never fails, as Paul told us. Love never fails. It's God's love. Now, we might say as human beings, well, love fails because we've put conditions on it. Now, here's the thing I'm trying to get to you. God's love 
does not come with condition. I have heard so many people say, well, you don't know what I've been through in my life. No, I don't. Doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't help me to just say we're all in the same boat. We're not. Okay. God loves you because of who he is. He loves you because he is God, because he chose you. There's no condition. He chose you, and that's why he loves you. There's no condition on that. There is absolutely no condition. God doesn't love you because you go to church on Sunday, you pay the tithe, you are active, you sing really well. None of those reasons make God love you. And along the same lines, if you are a gambler, you're a drinker, you do drugs, you're into porn, you're really mean to people, that does not make God not love you. There are no conditions with God's love. It is patient. It is kind. It does not see anything wrong. It perseveres. It never fails. We're talking about God's love here. The problem is when we apply our love with conditions it's no longer God's love. God's love is just as real and a being as he is. It comes from him. We can enact God's love in our lives if we don't look at our spouses with condition. We don't look at our children with condition. We don't look at people in the world with condition. Oh, that love thy neighbor thing? How many times do you apply conditions to that? I can't love that person. They did this and this and this and this to me. Hey, that's not what love is. Love does not have conditions. Love exists. And when we are establishing a relationship with God, his love is there for us to grab a hold of and understand and put into our lives without condition. The same guy who wrote 1 Corinthians 13 wrote a letter to the Roman church. And you know what he said in that? I believe that there is nothing in this world, not any demons or angels, not any powers or rulers, not anything, nothing, no condition will separate you from the love of God. It's that you're sealed, okay? I don't want to get into the whole debate of once saved, always saved. You know, there's there's no room for that sort of debate. That's fruitless and futile debate. But what I'm saying is, if you have accepted God's love and accepted his son, sacrifice, you're sealed. You're not going to be separated from the love of God. You can't sin yourself into hell. You can't love and do yourself into heaven. You can't sin yourself into hell. Accept God's love. It is pure. It is real. So, before I go, I want to let you know that if you're listening on Fulcrum Radio, on the podcast, or watching on YouTube, this is going to be my last video for at least two weeks, my last podcast for at least two weeks, because it takes a lot of time to actually create these eight to ten minute videos, and I'm currently working on a book. I am almost finished with it. I probably got about a week's work worth of work left in writing the manuscript. Then I've got about two intense weeks of revision, um, checking proofreading, grammatical errors, and, and things like that. So I'm going to be very busy for the next two to three weeks. 
And sure, I could squeeze in a Bible time here and there, but I decided to take a little break so that I could focus on this book. Um, just a little bit about it. It's titled 40 on 70, F-O-R-T-Y-O-N, the number 70, where it's 40 days on Interstate 70. It's about a man who suffers a great tragedy, and part of the healing process is that he takes a journey from the east side of Interstate 70 at Cove Fort, Utah, and drives for 40 days. Yes, it takes him 40 days to drive across the country on Interstate 70 to the park and ride just outside of Baltimore, Maryland, and he meets a lot of people along the way, and it really affects his life and changes his life. So I'm working on that, and I hope to share it with everybody. I hope to get it published, at least even if I just self-publish it, but I hope to get it out there for other people to read and enjoy. So I'm going to really focus on that the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to take a break from Bible time. As far as Fulcrum Radio goes, it's 24-7. It'll still be running. You'll still see hear me on the Minute of Empowerment. Uh, I've got several of those recorded. Uplift will still continue, at least for right now, on every Thursday night. Uplift will be still going on. But um, Bible time is going to take a short break. At least two weeks, maybe three, maybe four. No more than four. So two to four weeks, and I'll be back. And that's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening.